0: Well, hello, everybody. My name is Kurt. I'm Liza. We're both parents and we want to welcome you to this week's episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Did you have a lovely
1: Thanksgiving? I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the, all the things, very thankful, ate too much, all the turkeys and you know, now I try to eat pretty healthy. I've been a little bit. I've been a little bit lax. I'm, I've, I'm been no, little bit, right I've been a little i I've been a little bit lax lately, Liza. As you know, as somebody who's on the, our team, we work together a lot, and Who we might, go out to lunch you might have asked with people for some all the sugar time.
1: Multiple days in a row. Had, had,
0: like, had a, had a I few, need another fun dip. It's been a I couple, mean, been a couple <laughs> tough weeks. Shh, don't don't you don't have to divulge all the secrets, Liza. Um, but my weakness, and I am I am eating better even even through Good. the holidays. Good. But my weakness is pumpkin pie. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it. Oh my <laughs> Salivating God. Salivating right now. I'm a double crust pie person, so I like pies that have crust on the top and the bottom, like apple pie, cherry pie, oh, peach pie. Oh, I was I'm like
1: pumpkin does not have double no, crust. No,
0: pumpkins, pumpkin's the exception. Mm. And banana cream. Pumpkin and oh, banana cream. Anyway. Good to know, random. Parents, thanks for joining us. This is episode 51. Last week was a fantastic... We didn't plan on having such a powerful two weeks ago, two two weeks, weeks, two weeks ago.
2: Um,
0: We didn't plan on having such a powerful 50th episode, but boy, oh boy, if you did not hear episode 50 with our guest, Terry, telling his parenting story with his two daughters and what they went through, you need to go back and listen to episode number 50. Um, What a, what a powerful story. Yeah. What a powerful story. Um, Today we are wrapping up our little three week Parents share their stories and what they learned about it. We're super thrilled to have our good friend, Melody Garrison, who is yeah. in the house. We work with her, although not for a whole lot longer because she is moving out of our church ministry world into other things. We're going to miss her a ton. I know we're miss her but a she's ton.
1: using God's skills for she's great using things and
0: her skills for great things. We're excited for her sad for us, but we're glad she's going to join us on this week's episode of the parent skill podcast. And we will be right back.
1: Well, welcome back, and we are so grateful. Thanks, Melody, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is like your going away party song. like I had lunch with her the other day yeah. and now it's yes. you need to be in a podcast before you go but yes. Melody is a wealth of wisdom because she's been on our team for 20 plus years wow. as a minister and children's ministry. So we can't, we can't ministry. really fault
0: her for leaving. No.
1: It's, 20 she's, years. She's done her She's done hard time. time. She's a <laughs> hard, hard time. time. Yes, yes. Yes. And you've <laughs> raised three now adult children. Yes. Which are all very different in the way God made them so I think that's a little bit about you we're going to talk about today is like what we're talking about in these parenting stories is a lot of highs and lows and you've kind of experienced the full gamut raising three two boys and one girl mm-hmm. so i will just let you take it away and i'm sure kurt and i will
2: chime in with some commentary throughout so great well first of all thanks for having me um i have a great story i have great kids three young adults um and we had some challenges mm-hmm. while growing up um mm-hmm. We dealt with um, their dad had a couple different types of cancers, wow. a job layoff, a house flood. Um, so it was interesting raising three very different children during, I just want to say, like time after time challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was so never, like if it
1: wasn't one thing, it was the next, it sounds it like. It
2: was. And that it, we kind of got pummeled for about seven years. Mm-hmm. It wow. just felt like as soon as we started to come up, for um, a deep breath, we would get pummeled again with something, and you know I have three really great kids, um, but they all handled it very differently. How old were they when, when? Generally, when they were like when it all started, like fourth, fifth, and seventh so grade, Elementary, mm-hmm. junior. Mm-hmm. High, they were elementary and junior high. high. Yeah, and um, you know those are kind of difficult years mm-hmm. anyway, especially once you start getting into the junior high years. Yeah. Um. And my oldest is a boy, and he's very easygoing and mm-hmm. just kind of goes with the flow. Um. But I noticed him starting to pull away and stay with friends longer, volunteer more at church, and you know, I was okay with that. I knew he was processing it. Mm-hmm. Um. My middle son, I don't know, he, you know, he, I call him my more child. Everything with him is more <laughs> like. Every emotion is just more. I mean, even down to how he eats, it's just more. It's got to (laughs) be spicier. And um, he's just my more child, and I love him. He adds spice to life. And my daughter is the youngest. The last two are 18 months apart, and she is just the hyper-responsible one. She Mm -hmm. takes on everybody's responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, in the process, especially when when their dad was diagnosed with cancer, the kids were in junior high. So it was seventh and eighth grade, and then my oldest was in high school. And as I was processing what it meant to have this really awful cancer that we were dealing with in the family, um, chemo, radiation, and then yeah. surgeries that went really wrong, mm. um, as I was even trying to process it as... I was like, how am I going to support my kids in this? Mm. And so I just thought, you know, I have to just create the safe space for them to feel each of their feelings because they felt them all in such a different way. Mm. And so I was just super intentional about spending time with them, asking them how they were feeling and um, edifying their feelings because they were all different. You can't Mm -hmm. tell kids how they're supposed to feel because Mm -hmm. they need to just feel how they're feeling and create that safe space. Mm, I like that. So you met them where they're at. It wasn't that
1: one was, even though you had them more, kiddo, it wasn't that he was too much. It's meeting them where they're at. It could have been easy to elevate your youngest Mm -hmm. on a pedestal of like, oh, well, why can't you be more like her? She's Mm -hmm. so responsible. Mm -hmm. Why are you always gone to your oldest? But Mm -hmm. it's meeting them all where they're at. How did you create that safe space knowing that there was a lot going on Mm -hmm. and they're each dealing with it in so many different ways? What would be some just practical tips that you would, would help parents because I mean it sounds nice right to create a safe space right. but I think sometimes
0: parents don't always know well, what that and most means. parents yeah. think we're safe yes. yes of course they can talk right. to me about anything yes right so how, yeah. how, how did you go about that
2: I had to be really intentional about it and almost like rules kind of went out the window like mm. bedtimes went out the window if they needed to stay up till midnight and we were just watching tv that was fine if they if they were not tired. I wasn't going to force them to go to bed. Like I wasn't worried about them getting up in the morning.
0: So I'm going to hit pause real quick, just in case people are like me. And sometimes you, your, your brain floats off specifically. You're talking about in these moments of crisis, mm-hmm. yes, right? In the moments of crisis, yes. you're not saying no, parenting always, you, you, No, yeah, I, was just, I was just helping. No, 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 no. You don't prepare for crisis by no. not worrying about bedtime. No. You're saying this, yes. this, in the is, this is in the midst of crisis. How did you in some ways pivot yes. Your parenting, so yes. that you could be a safe place. Absolutely. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> I need, I needed that. Just I knew sure what I, I was <laughs> thinking. I just wasn't coming out. No, it really was a, a, a parenting pivoting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, um, even down to like eating out more than we normally would, because I found mm. that kids really share a lot more when you take them to a restaurant and you're sitting across from the table, okay. sitting across from each other. So we we really did eat out more. And that was where some of our best conversations. And sometimes it was just Taco Bell. It was just right. let's go to Taco Bell, <laughs> right. right? So you have free refills on drinks. But I found that my kids opened up a lot more. It just mm. it took them out of the house. It took them mm. out of their normal space, and they would share what's going on. And I always remember a high school pastor. I remember listening to him talk one time, and he would always say, "Always listen to your kids." and Regardless of what they're saying, never let them see you melt down. You can melt down inside, but not on the outside. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started creating this space of you really can tell me what is going on. How are you feeling? You don't have to worry about my feelings. Like, I never wanted my kids to worry about my feelings. I had my community of women that I had built around me. That were supporting me so my kids didn't need to support me i needed to support them and because i had built Mm -hmm. that community then i could support them
1: that's that's Mm -hmm. huge that's two kind of points right there is i mean kurt and i smiled at each other because i know that i don't know if it's a courtism or not but you have said before freak out on the inside Mm -hmm. not Not on the the outside Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a key point right Mm -hmm. is to manage your own reactions Mm -hmm. because it's not going to help your case with your Mm -hmm. child's but the other one is to In doing so, seek your own support. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to be processing it. You could have easily just said, oh, my feelings don't matter. I've got three kids' feelings to deal Mm -hmm. with. But you went and sought it out in a a community of Mm -hmm. women and friends and small groups. Mm So definitely doing that as well.
2: Absolutely. And I think, too, um, the important things were that I was learning was my middle son really started struggling in school and acting out. And instead of just getting frustrated with him, I was trying to understand, where is he? Mm -hmm. What's he thinking? How can I support him best? I met with, you know, teachers and the vice principal. And I brought all the teachers and the principals and vice principals from both of the schools. I invited them into our life. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what's going on. I know, you know, I know Sean's acting out. This is what's happening. I know Katie's a little bit more, you know emotional right now. This is what is happening. And I think it really helped the teachers and the principals knowing what is going on. Right. Um so that way when the principal called me with, you know, something that was going on with Sean, I could say, All right, that's not okay. I will talk to him. But at least mm-hmm. they understood mm-hmm. what was you were happening. a team approach. It really was a team approach. Absolutely mm-hmm. a team approach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So knowing
0: Talk to us a little bit about how did you do it differently for each kid? Uh-huh. Because, you know, you, you said your oldest kind of detached a little bit. That's uh-huh. how he dealt with the, the, some of the stress and uh-huh. the, the, um, crisis was just to detach uh-huh. your middle acted out uh-huh. and your youngest got hyper responsibly uh-huh. involved. Uh-huh. How can I make mom's life better? How can uh-huh. I right? So uh-huh. did you take kind of the same approach with it? with being a safe place for them? How, did, you, uh-huh. did you, did you... was different? Did it look different? Was it okay to have different rules because, or different strategies because of where they were? Yeah. I Un- did. Unpack that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I did. So I kind of approached it as we have our family values. We have the values that we live by. But each child is wired so differently. So family values didn't change. What was expected in the house didn't change. You still had your chores. You're still an active part of the family, but for my oldest, because he he chose to stay away a little bit more, so i would he wasn't driving yet, so i would I would pick him up and take him everywhere he needed to go and I didn't care how late it was, so even with my middle and my youngest, I was always the mom who drove. That's the best way to be with your kids, hear their friends, what are they saying? They forget that we're driving, and so they talk, and so it gave me a chance to kind of step into their world and hear what was going Mm -hmm. on. Um, With my daughter, she wanted more of my time. And so I would do sleep outs with her, Mm -hmm. sleepovers in the living room. We would just set up our blankets and we would... No. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the... Because it came on at midnight. I was saying, it was in re, I in reruns.
0: It. It was in reruns. It was reruns. Yeah. it was
2: reruns. Midnight. She was always up at midnight. So we would just lay on so the couch. Getting and watch parenting it. Wisdom. So we yeah. were getting parenting wisdom. Yeah, the nanny is very sort of wise. The, the nanny is very right? wise. With my middle son, um he would always talk, we always talk about I always called it windshield time. It's the parenting hmm. thing we hear about it all the time. But um The best times and the best conversations I had with him was when we were driving in the car. And there were times where we would be so deep into a conversation, I didn't want to pull into the garage and end it. So I would just do loops around Mm -hmm. the block and up the hill and back and forth. And and that was fine. Sometimes I would do that for half an hour. But it was just seizing the moment that Mm -hmm. they were willing to open up. So I would just seize that moment. I figured everything... There's always going to be stuff to do now. Mm-hmm. And the house needs to be clean. Laundry needs to be right. done. But my kids needed me more than anything else. So everything else could just be put on the back burner. And I just took those opportunities to just spend time with them.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. So there was different strategies or approaches mm-hmm. per each child and their personality, mm-hmm. the way they were approach- dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But ultimately the same heart of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to seize the moment. Maybe seizing the moment is at Taco Bell mm-hmm. in this booth. Maybe mm-hmm. seizing the moment is watching the nanny late at night mm-hmm. in the living room. Maybe seizing the moment is during a pickup late mm-hmm. at night. But really trying to meet your kids where they're at.
2: Absolutely. You know what? And it served us it served us really well. Um even though you know, walking through the cancer with their dad was really it was difficult for them and but it really it just built this foundation for for the kids and I of learning to really trust each other. As mm. parents, we always say, we want to create a safe space. We want our kids to trust us. And every family's gonna look different. My kids were just thrown into this situation where mm-hmm. they were like, Wow, we really have to learn to trust mom. We have to really believe that when mom says you can tell me anything, she's gonna be there and she is going to be because once we got into those teenage years, boy, they were difficult. You know, yeah. they they were really difficult. Sure. sure. You know? Um My oldest son stayed away a lot. Again, I mean, great kid. He just didn't know how to deal with his emotions. And I would check in with him and, hey, are you doing okay? And he had surrounded himself with some really amazing men, really, um, who really just um, poured into him. And so I would check in with him. I would check in with the men in his life and he was doing well. Um, My middle son was kind of off the rails, and that's where I say, like, create the safe space. Yeah. Um, because we really walk through. I mean, we we walk through some drug abuse and some drug dealing and some suspensions from school, and um, and it's part of his story, and he's okay with me sharing it, and he knows that I will when I have the opportunity, because we've come out on the other side. Mm. Um, and so, um, because I did create a safe space, he knew that he could come in and wake me up at two o'clock in the morning and say, mom, I need to talk. And I would sit up and talk. Mm. Um, And those were great conversations. And my daughter knew that if she just needed some extra time, she could just come to work with me and sit, you know, next to me at my desk or just be like, mom, can you just come and lay in bed with me? I would just, whatever they needed. I just wanted to be there for them.
1: Mm. We made a good point. Now that, You're on the other side. You've seen God's faithfulness in all of it. And Mm -hmm. for those parents that maybe are still in the midst of it or maybe Mm -hmm. have little ones that are preparing, thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, is that what teenage years means? No, that's not, right? Every teenager. But Mm -hmm. what would you kind of wrap things up, have as like just something you would want to share? Maybe it's something you did do. Maybe it's something, man, I wish I would have done as a parent in those times.
2: Yeah. You know what? I would say when your kids are young, just spend time with them. Like, they really do need to know you as a person. They're always going to look at you like a, you're always going to be mom. You're always going to be dad. But spend time with them and really lay that foundation of family. Um, and in the teen years, when they know that they have that nucleus, when they know that they have that family, when they know they have that parent that really is solid and non-judgmental and is going to be there for them. Um, they will come to you they will come to you i just want i just want parents to know that like set the stage put the work in um be intentional in your time with each of your kids meet them where they're at cuz they're never they're not all the same and as teenagers do the same thing cuz you have that honeymoon stage in like elementary school where everything is like it seems like it's so much easier and i would go back and do the teen years again even they were difficult but i would do them again in a heartbeat mm-hmm. because Teenagers are pretty. They're just pretty amazing. And when you watch them becoming the people that God created them to be, like I know with my with my middle son, I was walking the hall at night, I was laying my hands on his bedroom door. I was praying for that child. Like there was a lot of prayer that went in to all three of my kids. Um, but you know what? As they come into like early adulthood, you start seeing all the rewards and all the benefits of all that time and work that you put in. Um, to just see them become the people that God created them to be is just the most amazing thing. Like mm-hmm. young adults are, pretty you no, know, young adults are awesome. They're just they're really great. And again, it's keeping that door open. Like mm-hmm. three, my middle son, it was always two or three in the morning. Mom, can we talk? I got a plan <laughs> for life. Great. <laughs> yes. What's hey, your you plan, know what,
0: Melody? Is is our kids get older? Mm-hmm. Our answer to, Hey mom, Hey dad, can we fill in the blank? Can Mm -hmm. we talk? Can we hang out? Mm -hmm. Can we go on a drive? Can we go see a movie together? Hey, Mm -hmm. in teenage years, say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you can, if you can say yes, Mm -hmm. say yes, because Mm -hmm. when a teenager is initiating absolutely parental interaction, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mm Um, and you never know what's on their mind, Uh right? You never know what's behind. Uh It might just be, I want to go see a movie, Uh but it it could be, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're poking to see like, is, is mom or dad available Uh when we freak out on the inside, but we Uh stay calm on the outside. Right. Sometimes Uh they, sometimes they float those little testers out there Uh because there's something deeper going on, but they'll float the tester to see how we respond. Yep. And that's, is this a safe? Okay. Wow. He freaked out over that. Uh I... You know, I can't mm-hmm. ever share this, right? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, mom, mom handled that pretty well. Mm-hmm. I Either they have something to share or when they do that, mm-hmm. that, how, how mom handled that will, mm-hmm. will, will factor into their willingness. I also love, um, you know, Cody's your oldest, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you're talking about Cody, um, kind of distancing himself. Mm-hmm. What was really cool about that is he was just distancing himself from mom and dad a little bit. huh. Mm-hmm. But he had these other guys mm-hmm. that he trusted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there there's a learning in there too of you, you know, it's okay, mom and dad, for there for us not to always be mm-hmm. the smartest, wisest yes. sage in our child's Absolutely. life. Like, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. We've heard that. And I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Me and too. and we've lost a sense of that. Absolutely. Cody had a village. Yes, right? he did. Um, and so if you would have said, oh, you know, Cody isolated himself and he didn't want to talk to anybody and we were good with that. We were just letting him figure it out. I, I think, oh, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you should, okay. Give Cody a little bit more space, but it's not good for anybody to navigate mm-hmm. tough crisis completely on their own. That's mm-hmm. not healthy, mm-hmm. but that's not what he was doing. No. You know, he was distancing from mm-hmm. you, but he was able to, because he had had this other group of godly men that you guys trusted that he Absolutely. could talk to. What a blessing that is. Oh, right? for sure. Um, so maybe there's a tip in there too of parents. Make sure there are other caring adults Mm -hmm. in your kids' lives so that when a crisis comes up, either in the house that everybody knows is going on, Mm -hmm. dad has cancer, Mm -hmm. no hiding that we're in this thing together. Mm -hmm. Sometimes kids go through crises Mm -hmm. that are a big deal to them. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's okay if they don't come to us first, but they go to somebody else, another caring adult, a youth worker, a kid's pastor, Mm -hmm. a coach, a teacher. And they say, Hey, can we talk like as a dad? I'm okay if my son doesn't talk to me about mm-hmm. everything, as long as he's got people who he can talk to. And that, that's, that's what, what Cody was experiencing.
2: You know what? And, and I think the beauty in that, in what you're saying, is that all three of my kids, like when we get together now and we talk, and as adults, and they'll talk about growing up and, you know, growing up in the church and with the community that we grew up with, um, there were times, you know, when Mike was in the hospital, I mean, their dad was in the hospital for a month, And it was my week to run carpool. And, you know, it was one of the other women from our community. They were running that carpool for the neighborhood because Mm -hmm. people were just stepping in. And, you know, my daughter will joke sometimes she didn't even know who was coming to pick them up. But she recognized the face and great. (laughs) I'm getting (laughs) picked up. (laughs) Safe person. I guess mom couldn't make it um, because my kids didn't even all have phones at that time. Right. You know, to send them a text. But it is so important to, like you say, it's building that community of people that you trust because there will be times in life where you're going to need help and you can't yeah. do it all alone. You just can't. Mm. I never would have been able to do this all alone. Never.
0: Wow. I think we can end on that. Yeah. Don't I do it alone, that. mom and dad. Don't do it alone. The, the, the deeper the crisis, the more important it is that you have community around to, to chip in and pray for you and support you and cheer you on and, and lend a hand parenting's tough we've mm-hmm. we've talked about it the last few weeks man we've, but man, we've from, learned
1: even just from being better together of hearing other
0: stories mm-hmm. yeah hearing, hearing other stories so parents thank you um, thanks for joining us this week we will be back next week and we hope you'll join us then take care